What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. is the Red Rock Podcast Network. From Red Rock Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is the Shiznit. And your hosts, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Red. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day. Well, uh, again, I say there, I say there. What's happening, Weasel? What's happening, brother? What's happening, man? What it was, what it is, what shall it be? Shoot, just two brothers kicking it. Just two, two, two brothers sitting around just talking about nothing. Talking shit and taking names. <laughs> <laughs> Last week was me and Charlie Bell. This week is me and the Weeze. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, me and Charlie Bell are really the same person. So that's <laughs> Is that why you guys can't get both of you guys on the show at the same time anymore? I think that's what it is. Well, how'd you guys pull it off? All these other times when you guys were here at the same time. Uh, it is some Star Trek shit with the transporter. <laughs> uh, See, we, I thought you were going to say you you move back and forth between seats real fast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that that would be silly. <laughs> That'd be some made up shit. <laughs> I'm talking science, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, Big like, Bang Theory stuff. Yeah, that's right. We're, right. Going, we're going through a flux capacitor here. <laughs> some serious nerd type <laughs> shit. So what's up, man? I know you had another uh, another show at the mighty formosa oh yeah oh yeah that was uh you know it was it was interesting it it uh the show went well i I was i was happy with the show uh there weren't that many people there Mm -hmm. um and the people that were there they uh they were not an easy audience to please okay uh you know you tell a joke and it's like you got wooden indians um wow yeah (laughs) But uh, uh, you know, some uh, one of the things that that was was cool uh, is uh, you know when the audience is is bad, the the uh, the, the producer will try and get like you know the good comics up, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's like, because uh, originally I was scheduled to go six, and he comes up to me and said, oh, "Listen, uh, I need you to go fifth. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went up there, man, and I, you know I did my thing, uh, and uh, there were a couple of jokes that I did that I know work. Uh, or have worked under different circumstances, and they just they just fell flat. So yeah, that's the thing about it, man. It's yeah. weird. Sometimes it, it depends on your audience more yeah. so than your jokes. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
And uh, so I just um, I just said fine, and I just started playing around. I started, uh, you know, somebody dropped some glass, so I, I played with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, somebody's got to pay for that. <laughs> it ain't going to be me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, I started, uh, you know, I, I asked how many people had been, uh, if anyone in the house was currently dating Bill Cosby. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know started playing around with uh, that one lady actually she started talking about her love of quaaludes. Uh, wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, which was which was cool because you know it it, it was uh, it was a big thing in the seventies. Uh, you know you had the velvet you had the shag rugs and the in the in uh, the uh, lava lamps and yeah quaaludes and uh, that's what people did for fun back then. And you know they'd be fucking after the quaaludes, but right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think that's Cosby's mistake. It was like, yeah, I thought everybody liked Quaaludes before sex. How was I supposed to know? Because, <laughs> you know, the Quaaludes don't come with an instruction book. You know? No, no, they don't. Yeah. Uh, or like they didn't. Yeah. They don't, they don't come at all anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, but it was fun, man. You know, um, it, it, the, the guy came up to me afterwards. He's like, you know, hey, man, I'm sorry. Yesterday was... I think Friday they had a huge crowd mm-hmm. and it was a better audience. But I was like, dude, man, it was it was a good experience. Yeah, yeah, and man, the fact that you were like able to just kind of go off the cuff—that's yeah. that's some growth right there. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah, you know that's. Yeah, I, I feel you know it, it's you know you can't go up there with nothing. Right, right. But uh, sometimes you have to you, depart from your material. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, didn't, I never fully departed from the material, but mm-hmm. I played with what was going on. If yeah. I didn't get a response, uh, right? You know, I, at one point, um, you know, I, I, a lot of people say that I'm, I'm very friendly, and, and other people say that I'm intimidating. So I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, they, they say, oh, you know, so I say I'm inti- intimidatingly adorable, <laughs> and so that means I'm gonna make you love me, motherfucker. <laughs> Yes, I will. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I did that. I did that. And, uh, you know, afterwards, uh, actually, um, uh, a woman came up to me afterwards, and she said, I'm going to come back to see you. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she said, when when, when are you going <laughs> to play again? And I said, I, I, I don't really know. Uh, she said, well, you know, do you have a card or something? So we just, I just, we just hooked up on Facebook. Uh, and, oh, cool. uh, yeah, so I, I was. Uh, it was got groupies and shit now. <laughs> was, but yeah, and I, I was uh, in, in a couple. In see the in uh, you know I've been doing theater for years, right? And a lot of times um, when we do a show, people would think, "Well, the audience isn't with you." Mm-hmm. Uh, and but after the show, people are coming. Oh, that was that was great. That was you know wonderful. And, mm-hmm. Uh, especially you when know, we do comedy and, and people don't laugh, you think, mm-hmm. well, they're not enjoying this because right. these are supposed to be jokes. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, but afterwards, man, people were coming up to me and telling me uh, you know, how funny I was and how much they enjoyed uh, my material. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned that in theaters. It's like I would, that would happen back then, too. So sometimes you don't get the demonstrative response, but you do... But people do respond. Yeah, you, you just don't know it. Yeah, yeah, true that. Yeah, true that. Yeah. Oh, you, you know how um, 
uh, people give you compliments over stuff you have no control over. Like, like people come up to you and say, "Oh, nice haircut." And right. Like, really, they should be complimenting your barber. Right. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or someone will come up to you and, and say, uh, uh, "You know, nice shirt," and you're like, "Well, you should be complimenting some nine-year-old in the third world." Right. Um, some lady, uh, she's like, is it an older white lady. Uh, looked like she was in her mid to late sixties, mm-hmm. and she's like. Oh my God! I love Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> I just like I just compliment the first black guy I see. Yeah, but because uh, I don't know Ice Cube or Dr. Dre or you know he's he's dead. Yeah, I don't know where his grave is is. So I'll just compliment the first black guy. That I, should cover it. I was wearing all black. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I took I I you know hell I. I, I take what I can get, man. Right. It's like coming straight out of North Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> straight out of no hope. <laughs> oh man. I hear you, dude. Man, it hasn't been uh it's been a pretty slow week for me. The biggest thing happened to me, man, is I got a I got a new phone. Oh really? Yeah, I was trying to figure out why I was so excited about it. Uh huh. And I figured I came up with two reasons because I was really excited about this phone, man. I I just decided at the uh, towards the beginning of the week that I could no longer uh, bear my shitty phone. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, as uh, our our guest Damon uh, Cool Rock called it, a POS phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was working with a POS phone, uh-huh. piece of shit phone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the I think the last straw was when um, my wife and I we were going over to Cornell's house, uh, mm-hmm. our buddy who lives out in Downey. Mm-hmm. And the GPS on it just stopped working. Oh wow! For the, and we ended up getting lo- a little lost, and I had to call him for directions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Because that's the, the stuff on the phone just just doesn't work. Like no, it's never been dropped, right, or anything like that. Yeah. And I look stuff up, and it, everything I look up, there's like a whole lot of people mm-hmm. with the, the same, same issue. Yeah. So I know it's not like something I did. It's mm-hmm. just the phone is like horrible. Mm-hmm. So uh, one reason was I was so excited because. This phone was really, really bad. And then mm-hmm. the one before it, mm-hmm. while it wasn't as bad as this one, it wasn't that great. And mm-hmm. all the phones I've had previously have been like, you know, top of the line iPhones mm-hmm. or, you know, Galaxies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it had been a minute since I had a, a decent phone. So I was pretty excited. And then, too, I just, the other reason, like, I hadn't bought myself anything in forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just been, like, going to work and paying bills and stuff, and I hadn't bought did, myself anything. Did, did you say to yourself... You know, you never buy me anything. Anymore. You know, you never take me anywhere. Self, <laughs> you're a selfish mother. <laughs> why, why are you always trying to feed your family and keep a roof over their heads? What about me? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I was happy. I got the uh, Galaxy Note Five. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Other than that, man, I hadn't been uh, up to too too uh, too much. I um, I've been uh, checking. The, the weather and stuff, man. You mm-hmm. know, uh, El Nino was coming back this year. Yeah, yeah. So for yeah. you guys in the other parts of the country don't know, El Nino is a storm system that comes every two to seven years. Mm-hmm. Two to five or two to seven years or something yeah. like that. And uh, they the one that's coming is supposed to be worse than anyone we've had before. Mm-hmm. They, they say that, but then in the very same article, they go on to say that because of... Uh, Something about the, the the waters being a little bit warmer down our way that it might prevent us from getting the rain and it may not be the drought buster that the Southern Californians are expecting it mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. So on one hand, it could be 
this, you know, a colossal storm, mm -hmm. and in that case, the studio will flood and will keep us from doing shows. And I, don't, I haven't right now come up with a, a backup plan. Mm -hmm. So if if we kind of disappeared come this winter time, guys, you know it's because of El Nino. Yeah, we will uh, have either drowned or <laughs> the equipment will have drowned. You know, no, that's not no, going to happen. Gonna but happen. Well, nah, we nah. might drown. But. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, we may not be able to get in here, and I don't know if I'll be able to find a backup place or whatever. But hopefully uh, it, it won't be that bad, and we'll still be able to do shows. Because, like I said, uh, the, in, this, in the very same article, it said that El Nino could pass, and we still be in a drought. Yeah. So Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the snowpack. So if, if it's too warm, then we won't get a snowpack in the mountains. And that's, uh, that's where... Uh, because we, we don't have reservoirs. <laughs> right, for God knows what reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you know why? Because jails are more important. <laughs> we, we must continue to, to build jails. You know, profit-making jails uh, are far more important to a desert state uh, than reservoirs. Well, well also, there, there's, uh, there's a, a train uh, that building. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, can't forget about the bullet train. Yeah, the bullet train is more like a musket. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pouring billions of dollars. We don't have water, but we'll be able to get to San Francisco. Uh, you know, because you know, there's no, there's no, there's no easy way to get to San Francisco nowadays. You know, it's not like you can hop on a, an airplane or something and get there in like 30, 30 minutes. Right, and you know, there's so many people here in Los Angeles that need to commute to uh, to uh, San Francisco and exactly. in, in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, uh, a couple of shows ago, we uh, we we tackled the uh, the little controversy, the uh, the fun beef, the uh, fake beef, the the peef that uh, we had with the no nonsense show about mm -hmm. the whole light skin thing. Yeah, and uh, we were mentioned on another show this week. Uh, my man T Wilson from the What Up Do show. He actually commented on that and some things that we uh, talked about on on uh, uh, the Straight Outta Compton episode, mm -hmm. or actually Straight Outta Red Rock episode. Mm -hmm. But uh, just to show you guys, we don't just, uh, you know, play, you know, when people uh, are are, uh, are uh, giving us some static, we also play, you know, the stuff that when people are giving us props, too. Mm -hmm. So uh, here's here's what uh, T. Wilson had to say about us on his uh, his show, the What Up Dope show. If y'all was little, y'all been in Periscope drop. That was funny. Y'all missed that one. But anyway, man, before I get into my, my uh, straight out of Compton take, I listened to the Shiznit show, man, and uh, they had some great shit to, to talk about. Um, so I was, I was debating on whether I should swap these two topics around because my straight out of Compton take has something to do with Shiznit and vice versa. But first I'm going to talk about... The, the Shiznit show had a little beef going. It's a light skinned beef. <laughs> Shiznit beefing with some light skinned dudes. Uh, uh, Shiznit, I don't know. It was stupid. <laughs> and Charlie Bell broke it down though, because it was like Dino was explaining that he's not mixed. His mother is mixed, but he's not really. Misquoted again. Right? And uh, it's another show. They had they had a problem with that. And um, it was some beef going on. It was pretty pretty funny. You know, Dino get all riled up and shit. He, he uh, get mad. He was, man, he was cussing them out. It was funny shit. But Charlie Brown broke it down pretty well. I mean, Charlie Bell. And I 
That's Charlie Brown. That's Charlie Brown's teacher for those who don't know. Um, but she broke it down for him very well. And uh, this last show, they did another episode, and Weezy wasn't there. And I heard Dino say that Weezy ain't got no fans. That ain't true. <laughs> Weezy, I'm a fan, man. I am a fan of Weezy. Oh, thank you. I got two now. And that's a fact, Jack. I like Weezy, man. Weezy is funny to me, man. So um, that way you don't have Dino don't have to laugh at his own jokes when, when Weezy is there because he's got something that's actually funny to laugh at. <laughs> I like this brother. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they did a very interesting take on Straight Outta Compton because they had a very interesting perspective because they are in Compton. Or, or in Close Los enough. Angeles. So they understand the culture there a lot better than uh, the average person, the average onlooker. Um, so it was, it was something interesting about what they said that I, I thought was cool when they were talking about, um, for instance, when Shook said Bompton. I heard it at the movie, but I thought I was just heard it wrong. I thought I was crazy. <laughs> I was like, damn, I swear I heard thought that he said Bompton, but then I guess I was wrong. But they explained that he did say Bompton. And so it's a, it's a, Los Angeles thing where the bloods don't say words to start with C. Oh, so yeah, instead right. of saying Compton, they say Bompton. And then they say... Break yourself, fool! <laughs> just for good measure. <laughs> and also, uh, when Snoop said cuz in, in the studio. So it was, it was some pretty interesting stuff. I wanted to see the movie again because uh, I wanted to... Take another look at it after listening to their show and give, add, add a little bit of that perspective. It really added some authenticity to the show. So let's go ahead and break into what I think about Straight Outta Compton. So I saw the movie and I did end up seeing it twice because I found a bootleg copy of the movie <laughs> online. So thanks to my homie, I ain't going to put his name out, who put the bootleg copy of the movie online. But before I get into that, this, let's have a word is, from our sponsor. This is the best part of the show. What up? It's your boy Dino Red of the Red Rock Podcast Network. You listen to my boy, T. Wilson, of the What Up Though Show. You better tell somebody, baby. Best part of his whole fucking show right there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the part where he was talking about Wheezy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay, props. Uh, shout out to uh, T. Wilson. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you are one of my favorite shows, man. Uh, but I have to I have to get at you for a couple of things. One, you misquoted me. The same thing the beef was about, you perpetuated. I didn't say that I wasn't mixed. I said that I wasn't biracial. That's what the beef was about. They didn't. They they think that biracial and mixed is the same thing. And apparently, I think you might have you know those same confusions. But uh, <laughs> and then also when uh, I said that uh, we didn't have any uh, any fans. You know, I, I came right back and said we were just playing around. He got a lot of fans, especially when he, because uh, a lot of people love, especially when he does the Cosby. So, <laughs> so you, uh, you know, I, I was uh, playing around with that. So I'm trying to get me in trouble with my buddy. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, T is cool. He uh, he went on then to give his analysis of the show, and then uh, before he ended, he uh, came back with uh, a little something else about about the Shizny show. Check it out. Last night on Blab, big up to him at Blab.im. Um, my man Sean Puri, Fakan, um, Dahlia. <laughs> 
Um, uh, Puerto Peruvian. Uh, all my people over at Blab. Big ups to all of y'all. Um, anyway, I talked to, I had a conversation last night. It was a chick from Compton and a brother that was a former blood. He's a doctor now. Uh, but wow. he, he used to be a blood. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the movie and their perspective was, uh, deep and they also, um, etched in stone what I heard on the Chisnit show because I shared that knowledge with them that I got from the Chisnit show and they confirmed that and said yeah those guys they were they were on point so all I got to say to Dino and Charlie Bell is <laughs> thanks for that drop so y'all got to check out their show they got a, a straight out of Red Rock uh, episode and uh, everybody is straight out of something so I'm straight out of your mama <laughs> 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 All right, T. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad these people were actually from Compton and backed up what we said because they could have been some perpetrators. This is online. They could have been from you know North Carolina or some shit and said that they and they've been to Compton like one time or something and they never they weren't familiar with anything that we said and could have said that uh, they didn't know what the hell we was talking about and then T Wilson would have went on the show saying that uh, we was fronting and didn't know you know what we were talking about. So I'm glad these people were actually from uh, Compton and. And uh and backed up what we said. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I guess with that, um, man, my uh, hmm. my uh, my my, I was telling my I was telling my dad this uh, that um my my uncle and my grandfather had a, a, a an auto parts uh, store. Uh, one was based in uh, uh, deep in South Central LA, and the other was based in Compton. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, man. Going to the Compton store was like the mecca because the Compton store, by my standards, was huge. Uh-huh. And Compton was like this mystical place. And we'd go, man, we go into Compton? I think I, think I was the only person that, you know, that said, wow, we get to go to Compton. <laughs> it was like Compton was like Disneyland to me back then. It was back, back in the early 70s. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um well with that, I guess we are going to Yeah, go ahead and get into our topics. News and noteworthy. The shiznit. So while we're speaking of the straight out of Compton movie, uh you know, and all the high praise that went on for it last week and you know, you knew that that was going to be, you know, short-lived, that you were only going to hear all these glow- glowing, you know, uh, everybody's just singing his praises, that at some point somebody was going to come out and, and have beef. And uh, finally, uh, this, you know, it, some stuff surfaced, uh, starting with uh, Easy es daughter, uh, Aaron Wright. She goes on an angry Twitter rant, and she uh, talks about... <clears throat> She talks about uh, basically, you know what? When I when I read her tweets, and it's just kind of a, uh, it doesn't seem like she has a real problem with the movie. No, it yeah. seems like it's more or less like just like uh, it, it being a family member and how, mm-hmm. her not being able to separate, mm-hmm. you know, her her personal views and, and look at it objectively. Mm-hmm. You know that that seems like it's more what's going on than there being actual beef but mm-hmm. uh that being said i'll, I'll read a, a few of uh, her tweets uh one of them says after the show should beating you know after they show should beating up my dad which didn't happen 
he actually pulled a gun on him. Now I'm confused. I don't know if if Easy pulled the gun on Suge or Suge pulled the gun on Easy. Yeah. You know, but then she goes on to say they should have shown real motherfucking G's, which for those of who who may not be familiar, real motherfucking G's is um, Easy's uh, response this to uh, like no Vaseline and uh, and and and. Uh, I think also was Dre a part of no real motherfucking G's or was this after Dre left? I, I, I don't re- I don't recall. I think I think Dre had left too, and it was also in response to Dre too. I'm not sure. I haven't heard the song in a while, but uh, um, let's see. A lot of death row. Oh, this is another tweet. A lot of death row story in what was the NWA story. <clears throat> they don't show that my dad went to court and still made money off of death row. No, they implied it though. Yeah, they did. They did imply that. Oh, that wow. That's another thing. A lot of her, a lot of her uh, beef was with like stuff that you know just kind of they couldn't show everything. Yeah, it was right. My, it was minutia. Right, they couldn't show everything because mm-hmm. you know the movie was two and a half hours long, and <laughs> as it was, <laughs> right, exactly. But mm-hmm. she's uh she's got a documentary that she's been working on for quite a while. It was actually supposed to come out in twenty fourteen. Uh, but now it's supposed to come out 2016 around this same time uh, next year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might want to look for that. Me, I have to be honest and say I'm a little worried, you know, judging how she's judging this movie. I don't feel that this <laughs> this documentary is going to be uh, very uh, objective, yeah. you know. Well, so. you know, the movie wasn't objective. It was, But uh, it's a movie, though. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really have to be objective. Oh, no, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, not saying that it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was uh, basically they're uh, telling a story from uh, the perspective of uh, the, the two guys that were there that are still alive. Right, right. And uh, they made themselves out in the best possible uh <laughs> best possible manner that they could right which is pretty but, common yeah 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 yes no doubt it was uh, it was it was pretty standard by uh, biopic standards right yeah so uh, she says here she says uh, in another tweet the entire no vaseline record was played which it wasn't but they did play a lot more of it than i thought they would yeah. uh but no one uh snipped at real motherfucking g's you got to show the get back of the main man <laughs> Hashtag easy. So it's just a lot of that. There's also some she's uh, some shots are fired at uh, at Easy's widow. There's no uh, love lost, but she is not. She's, she, yeah, uh, uh, she's not uh, the daughter of Easy's widow. She's uh, her mother's name is um, I forget uh, Tam- I forget her. I forget her mother's name, mm-hmm. but uh, she's not Tamika Wright's. Yeah, Tamika Wright. Yeah. She's not Tamika Wright's daughter. So she was actually four when uh, Easy died. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff that she's uh, sounds like she was a first a first uh, first hand witness of is stuff that's been retold to her because yeah. there's no way she remembers you know all this if she if she was even aware of it yeah. at the time. Yeah, you hear that a lot of times with uh, kids. It's like they're uh, of of famous figures. Um, they're basically repeating what they've been told. Over the years, as but they weren't they weren't contemporaries. They didn't witness it. Uh, I've heard I've heard stories where the the Kennedys claimed that their father uh, was not a uh, I mean their, that their, their patriarch Joseph Kennedy was not a, a bootlegger. Mm-hmm. Where just about everyone else <laughs> right. on the planet said no, no, he was. He was a bootlegger. <laughs> That's where right. he made his money. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, but the kids insist that you know. Uh, that he he was not uh, right. I guess he made his money selling olive oil, <laughs> <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> 
and this and this is for uh, for Charlie Bell since she's uh, um, such a fan of telling us all the uh, the young guys out there that can get it. Easy uh, uh, E's daughter could get it. Um, I- I'm hoping she's of age. I think she is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she is. Well, if she yeah, was four, she was right? Four yeah, 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 yeah. She's, yeah. she's of age. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she can get it. The girl is beautiful. She's gorgeous. Hey, so, yeah, let me see that picture again of her. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, that's a little young right Yeah, there. well, <laughs> that's the first one that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's nice. Yeah, you should see her without the shades and the lokes and all that mm-hmm. stuff when she's uh, looking more like a model than a G. Yeah. She's a. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they don't have uh, later on. I'll, after the show, some I'll Google. I'll show you the the other pictures. Yeah, the yeah. more the glam type shots. Yeah, she's yeah. real hot. But um, <clears throat> so um, and then uh, she's not alone. Uh, Aaron Wright, that is not alone with with beef with the show. Uh, D Barnes and Michelle speaks up. Mostly D Barnes, actually. Mm-hmm. Michelle uh, really didn't come out and say anything. They kind of went to her. Mm-hmm. But uh, D Barnes is is uh, well, she she was asked to to write write that article. Who D Barnes? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I think she was approached to write an article for Gawker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, but I know, I know she's uh, being pretty vocal mm-hmm. about you know mm-hmm. uh, Drake uh, beating her up back in the day yeah. and whatnot, and also about how it's left out of the out of the movie, mm-hmm. and you know I don't I don't. Uh, Begrudge her her ill will towards uh, or ill feelings towards Drake. Yeah, who could blame her? Right, right. But at the same time, like, did you really think? I mean, why would you? Why would you even think that that would be in the movie? Like, yeah. this is a movie that's about these guys. They're producing it. They're going to make themselves look. You know that that, that what, what purpose would that serve? Well, it's definitely a re- re- emotional response. Right. Yeah. Because uh, that's not. And the funny thing is, Michelle, who arguably has a much bigger right to be in the movie because she was a a huge contributor to Mm -hmm. to ruthless records yeah uh was totally omitted from the story with with only like a brief uh mention mention, yeah you know once or if 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 more than once so uh and she was like why would they put me in it you know she was in fact here let me uh i have a clip yeah i have a clip of uh what what exactly michelle said Have you seen the NWA movie? I haven't. I didn't even want to get the script, but I heard I wasn't in it, so, I so was you're not really, in it. I was told that. Okay. Which I'm really happy about. Okay, so you didn't want to be in that movie. No, that's Cube's version of of his life. Oh, so NWA is well, isn't Dr. Dre one of the executive producers also? Yeah, but why would Dre put me in it? <laughs> okay. I mean, because if they start from where they start from, I was just a quiet girlfriend who got beat up and told to sit down and shut up. <laughs> um, Uncomfortable. Are you gonna watch it when it comes out? Yeah, absolutely. Because you were part of it. Yeah, but they may not start from there. Yeah. You know, it was very early. They may start from the good part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna get my part has no value to probably what they really want to talk about unless they want to talk. Okay. I don't know. Sure. You know, Dre became the first billionaire, I guess, in hip-hop. Actually, he hasn't yet, which is yeah. what she was talking yes, about. I have my t-shirts that call yeah, Billionaire yeah. X. 
the billionaire's ex. <laughs> okay. I should have brought you one. Sure. The billionaire's ex. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say technically no, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll I, say I, he's I, a I don't want to say. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> I've said Do you guys much. ever talk still? I mean, you guys have a child uh, together, obviously. Well, he's 24. He has his own telephone. He has a job. He's a great kid. Yeah. Great kid. It, Whom should I did not raise. For the record. Does your son and Dre have a close relationship? Yeah, they do now. My, my mom died and Dre came to his aid, so I'm grateful. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, does your, your son or your daughter have any uh, any plans to do music? My son wants to score music and my daughter sings like a bird. And they <laughs> love each other to death. People think they're supposed to be the Hatfields and the McCoys. <laughs> but my babies love each other. Okay. I'm lucky. Right. Has Dre ever worked with them musically, or? Well, my son. Yeah. Yeah, they they go in the studio and do stuff. Really. Yeah. Cool. It's pretty cool. It is pretty. And he cool. looks just like him, so. So, yeah, the reference of the Hatfields and McCoy uh, people who who didn't catch that, the daughter, her daughter is, um, Suge Knight's is the father. Suge Knight is the father of her daughter, and Dre is the father of her son. So that's why she said that people expect them to not get along. <clears throat> Michelle liked them roughnecks. But, uh, <laughs> gotta get a what? <laughs> but, uh, it should be pointed out, though, that as as rough a dude and as as uh, bad of a reputation as Suge Knight has, uh, Michelle has gone on record saying that he, uh, he never touched her. Hmm. So, but, I, um, I guess he, I guess, well, Suge Knight was, was, was beating up dudes, so he, <laughs> he, he was taking out his aggression on on, uh, on uh, Vanilla Ice and uh, right. <laughs> and for the record, Dre has uh, expressed um, remorse yeah. over uh, his his past um, uh, trouble with women. Yeah, he said he was young and drunk. Uh, that he had he had a drinking problem at the time. And mm. he, was, he was young, and that's uh, he, he was he was Andre Young. Yeah, and. Uh, he uh, didn't really know how to get his aggressions out. Uh, Here's probably. a little bit of uh, Michelet on the Breakfast Club uh, talking about uh, about the uh, ab- about the abuse that she suffered at the hands of Dre. Did you the fist fight a lot? I didn't put. Well, I tried. <laughs> right? Wasn't much of a fist I, fight. I was losing. Was it difficult for you to come out and talk about your relationship with Dr. Dre and him? You know, putting his hands on you. And I know. I, did he break your nose or? Yeah, he did. He broke your nose. Was he? I had set? five black eyes. Um, five I, black I, eyes. I have a cracked rib. A Shit. cracked rib. Um, yes, I have scars that are just amazing. Sheesh! How did he break your nose with his fist or through? Yeah, he was a fist piece. He close. Goodness fist. gracious! Man, she, she's, she's so matter of fact about it. Yeah, she, she. Well, yeah, she definitely has a sense of humor about it and matter of fact about it, but. I, I believe uh, she's never said this, mm-hmm. but she said some things that lead me to believe that uh, she grew up in an abusive home. So that's what she knew. Right. Because she she what she said was specifically that gave me that idea was, well, for one, the way that she talks about it, she's mm-hmm. she doesn't seem to be like so she doesn't seem to be scarred or just like she seems over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh yeah, she just seems over it and yeah. and and adjust like, it. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's what happens. Right, right, yeah, or just, that that happened. You yeah. know, that that's part of history. And I'm just you the know. girlfriend who got beat up and told to shut the fuck up. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, she uh, questioned Suge as yeah. to why he didn't 
oh, beat really? her, right? And she said, "What? Don't yep. you love me? Why? Why don't you beat me?" So like, that, what's so? That's a sure sign that she was abused. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. So I, yeah, so she may have, uh, you know, suffered abuse as a child, and mm-hmm. if not, she probably at least uh, witnessed it. Probably yeah. uh, her mother yeah. being abused or something like that. Yeah. So. So yeah, because a lot of people who who are abused as an adults, that's 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 common for them to to come out and, and mm-hmm. see abuse as a sign of love. Yeah, very common. Yeah, yes. some, in fact, some some uh, some women start fights with men because they think that that's that's how that's how they that's how they're supposed to be a right. sign of love that you slap the shit out of them. Right. That's, exactly. That, that's pretty sad. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that that is sad. So, um, but hey, she has a she has a great personality, man. I, I really I like mm-hmm. like listening to her. Uh, you know, the, the subjects are unpleasant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, and you know that uh, what you like is the fact that she doesn't she doesn't come across as a victim. She <laughs> she's been a victim, and she you know obviously she was a victim, yeah. and, and but she, she's she's like risen above it. Yeah, and and she's candid as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't she doesn't. Uh, you know, talk around stuff or mm-hmm. like whatever. You know, she she says it and she's straight out about it. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. She doesn't. You know, she's not like I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and she wouldn't say it in that that deep voice either. Right? Probably not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. So, uh, yeah. hmm. But I, I, you know, I I, I thought the D Barnes article was was pretty interesting. Really? Why? Why so? Um, I there was a I didn't know the details of uh what happened uh with with uh, her and Dre. I, I I mean I knew that it was over the Ice Cube interview. But I, I didn't know uh you know I, I you know I didn't know that she basically didn't want the she didn't want the interview the the section where Ice Cube dissed Dre. She didn't want that aired. Mm-hmm. And she said at some point that she had uh she had told the producers, "No, they take this seriously. Right. You really don't don't put this on there." Um and you know, you know, the thing is that you know, she really didn't have editorial control over the content, right? And it, it just, uh, it just, uh, you know, hurt. I just never really heard her complete side of the story. Mm-hmm. That's that's, uh, that's pretty much where. Uh, so I, I thought it was an interesting uh, look at what happened. Right. Right. And uh, next up. What do we have? Oh, we got Jared updates. That's right. <laughs> there's a there's a job opening at Subway for those of you who are interested in spokes being a spokesperson. <laughs> well, Jared Fogel of Subway uh, has pled guilty, pled guilty of of uh, you know um, um, possession of child possession of child pornography. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. and also of having uh, sex with. Uh, with minors on multiple occasions, crossing state lines. Right now, if, why why does that make it worse? Um, like well, I can see if he was transporting the minor mm-hmm. across state lines, mm-hmm. why that would make it worse. Yeah, but him going, you know, across this arbitrary. Well, I, I know it's a federal. Line. It's a federal offense. Uh, okay, because uh, he traveled, so yeah. that made it federal. Yeah, well, he, he traveled for the express for the purpose of having sex. So, it, it, it basically, he solicited prostitution mm-hmm. from a minor. Right. He crossed straight lines uh, to, to solicit prostitution for a minor. Right. So that, in its in of, of itself, makes it a federal crime. Um, <clears throat> okay. I guess 
I guess uh, that the the laws. I guess eighteen is is like the only. I guess you can only cross state lines to right. have sex with someone if they're eighteen. So even if uh, if uh, uh, if in Indiana it's it's okay, you can't go right. somewhere else to do it. Right. Um, well, actually, even in Indiana, because uh, one of the one of the 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 girls in question uh, was fourteen. Ooh. So Ooh. yeah, so even even in Indiana, it was illegal. Yeah, that's that's. So yeah, that's, it, it, he was uh, quoted as saying that uh, uh, on on more than one occasion, and they and uh, the person said that he was dead serious when he said it. Middle middle school girls are hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know the thing, you know, aside from the fact that neither one of us condone <laughs> what he did, right? Uh, the thing that has me baffled is why would you say that to someone you don't know? You know, he kind of feels like he he wanted to be caught. Not that he wanted to be caught, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling like maybe he'd been getting away from because this went on for like five years, yeah, at least. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was kind of overconfident, yeah. You know, because not only that, because that that's a good good question mm-hmm. too. But one of the questions that I raised was when your when your uh, executive president mm-hmm. of your uh, that you are in, in cahoots with, mm-hmm. when he gets arrested, mm-hmm. why do you hang on to all the evidence? Exactly, exactly. Un- unless he fe- feared that he was being watched already mm-hmm. and c- and couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. But it mm-hmm. seems like he he didn't figure he out something. Oh, he could have hired somebody. And all that time, he could have took the computers apart piece by piece mm-hmm. and snuck it out in his pockets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had yeah. two months, so yeah, yeah. you know uh, he. Yeah, I, if I had to, I would have, you know, I would have snuck it out piece by piece. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that yeah. that all the evidence was still sitting in this yeah. in this house like yeah. that. I guess I guess it just shows that the also the compulsion for his his I guess his sexual compulsion was stronger than reason. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, destroying the evidence. I mean, if you're a coke dealer and you know the FBI is coming, you flush the stuff down the toilet or you you right. move. Or, or something, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that that uh, you know he he deserves to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot worse than we initially thought. Yeah. At least than I initially thought. Than the initial reports let on or whatever. But uh, yeah, and he just was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know what? You know what? I have a couple clips here. Let me mm-hmm. play these clips. Longtime Subway spokesperson Jared Fogle expected to plead guilty to some alarming allegations today. I weighed over 425 pounds. I knew I needed to make better choices. About the 37-year-old charged with possessing child pornography. He will reportedly accept a deal from prosecutors. Authorities raided his Indiana home last month. Investigators were looking into Russell Taylor, the former executive director of Fogel's Charitable Foundation, and they found more than 500 sexually explicit photos and videos of kids. At the time, Fogel said he was shocked. Subway tweeting, quote, we no longer have a relationship with Jared and have no further comment. In other words, leave us the fuck alone and stop asking us about Jared. It has nothing to do with our sandwiches. It's like we don't want to talk about it. We want to pretend like Jared never existed. <laughs> well, you know, the, 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 the funny thing is like when stuff like this happens, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like people associate, you know, Jared with Subway and Subway is like or, you know, hey, mm-hmm. we got as soon as we found out. Right, right, right. We're like, no, no. Uh, well, you're basically fired, but we can't ty- terminate you now because you haven't pled guilty. Yeah. But, but essentially, no, we're not working together ever again. Yeah. No matter what. Right. You know? Right. 
and that happens like with a lot of things. It's like they associate the criminal with mm-hmm. the thing, and, and they're like, and people's like, no. As soon as we found out something was wrong, right, we took care of it. You know, right? Yeah, they don't want people like thinking about a sandwich and then start uh, thinking about uh, uh, kitty porn. Yeah, yeah, you know, and be like turned off. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to go to Subway. That's yeah. Jared the the. <laughs> The, the pedophile work there. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. fuck that place. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the, that's how people are. Yeah. So I I, I totally understand Subway's uh, <laughs> point of view. Yeah. I mean, I get it. That's, that is how, how we are wired as yeah. people, yeah. man. Especially, uh, you know, some of us. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm like McDonald's is probably happy that uh, their food makes every, everybody fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like nothing compared to this, right? Say, <laughs> like, woo! Uh, well, let's let's hope Ronald McDonald hasn't been buying Happy Meals in bulk. Yeah. And prior to this, they they gave Jared a lot of credit for their growth. Well, um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, they um, now 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 they're kind of want to say the growth is attributed to the the, the five dollar foot long. Yeah. But uh, before this, yeah, they gave Jared a lot of credit. Yeah. He took them from uh, I think they had something about like fourteen thousand stores when mm-hmm. he. When he joined up, and now they have like forty three thousand. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're by by uh, by numbers mm-hmm. as far as uh, locations, they're the largest uh, fast food chain, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in in the world. Yeah. But uh, McDonald's is still number one as mm-hmm. far as uh, revenue. Yeah. Uh, but and uh, also uh, Subway, they they experienced uh, last year a three percent drop in sales, so they're really really worried about this whole Jerry thing that that they're going to. Uh, <laughs> Experience uh, even more of a of a dip yeah. in sales. Well, I think it, at some point they they tried, and this was long before the the the, uh, the uh, child exploitation uh, right um, stuff. It that they had tried to wean themselves off of Jared and go in a different direction, and uh, sales suffered. So they brought uh, they brought Jared back. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Jared had gained. Yeah, he, that he, was part he, of it too. He yeah, did. He gained some some weight back. Yeah. And so uh-huh. it's like uh, Jared makes a comeback, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I you know I I think I would have been suspicious as soon as I found Jared's R. Kelly uh, collection. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like it's. it's, it's <laughs> I just want to marry the pussy. Yeah. It's like, like, Jared, he's a big fan of R. Kelly. I don't get it. Now I do. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, who do you like better, Jared, Prince or Michael Jackson? He'd always say R. Kelly. <laughs> Did somebody say right? <laughs> yeah, man, that, that Jared dude. I don't know, man. That's. Uh, uh, yeah, I got this other little clip, too, before we move on. Fogel has been charged and has admitted to participating in a five-year criminal scheme to exploit children. Beginning in 2011, Fogel learned that the head of the Jared Foundation, Russell Taylor, was sexually exploiting a 14-year-old girl. At that time, Fogel chose to receive and repeatedly view child pornography involving that 14-year-old girl. This continued during a four-year period, and Fogel's actions resulted in the sexual victimization of 12 minors in the state of Indiana. In pleadings filed today, Fogel admitted that he repeatedly traveled from New York, from Indiana to New York, to engage in commercial sex acts with victims he knew to be children. This conduct began as early as 2010. First, let's call this what it is 
This is about using wealth, status, and secrecy to illegally exploit children. Second, this conduct has serious consequences in federal court. Based on this conduct, Mr. Fogel faces a sentence of between five years in federal prison and 12 years in federal prison. Jared Fogel expects to go to prison. He will do his time. He expects to get well. He expects to continue to make amends to those people whose lives he has affected, both family and non-family members. And he, at some point, hopes to become, once again, a productive member of society. Uh-oh. This Just in, breaking news. This is... Uh... Bill Cosby was quoted as uh, sending this message to uh, Jared Fogle. Your mama should have raised you better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is some disturbing stuff. <laughs> Just sitting there with the little children and he was uh, bouncing them on their laps. And th- oh, wait, that was me. <laughs> See, the thing is, you just don't do that. That Your mother just raised you poorly. <laughs> Leave the children alone. <laughs> the beatings will now begin. Where's Dr. Dre? <laughs> oh man. I uh one of the things I, I and and I realize that Jared is getting a huge break on the sentencing if if the judge if the judge so, cuz I think he can get like up to 30 years uh if if he's found guilty in, in a trial. Right. And this this way I think the uh years he pleaded to were like between 5 and 12. Uh, either uh, at five, his end, and the uh, prosecutors want to get twelve. Right. No. No. No less than five, and no greater than twelve. Yeah. That's the deal. Yeah. That's on the table. And plus, he's he's had to pay restitution to all the victims. Right. Uh, which I, which is which is great. I, I one of the things that always bothers me in cases like this, and when I say cases like this, I mean cases where the person is obviously guilty, mm-hmm. is the fact that they plead not guilty and send us through an entire trial. You know, uh, in in the hopes that they can get off on some technicality or stuff. Right. I, I appreciate the fact that even though it's, it's definitely in his benefit. Yeah. But the fact that he's just pleaded guilty and just let us get on with our lives. You know, let you know the the, the American public. You know, just you know we he'll be behind bars and he'll have to deal with whatever whatever street justice takes 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 place inside. Um, but uh, and and he's paid and he will pay restitution. To the victims, so yeah, um, he 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 will pay restitution. Mm-hmm. Um, he still will be rich when he gets out. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, because uh, uh, Jared's worth, uh, how much you think Jared's worth? Fifteen million. Oh, okay, you already knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he only has to pay a hundred thousand yeah. uh, dollars for uh, fourteen counts. Yeah. So he he will be very well off still, and, and then he'll lose half in the divorce. <laughs> his his wife is divorcing him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling that uh, he's got a prenup because this is his second marriage. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure, and uh, you know, he's still got that kind of money. I, so you know, the, the way I look at it, if if you have a prenup, if your lawyer can't get get you out of a prenup uh, because because the divorce is taking place because your husband is a pedophile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your, your husband's a child rapist, so uh, we can get you out of this uh, prenup. If, if the lawyer can't do that, then he's a bad lawyer. I, I, she's gonna, she's gonna end up, uh, you know, quite. Uh, I think, I think she'll end up with half at least. 
Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, plus two, um, I don't think he's, she's been married to him that long. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, they, I don't have, think. they have two children. Do they? Yeah. I'm pretty because, like I said, he was married before. Yeah. I still don't. Uh, how old are the children? Uh, that I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm under the impression that they haven't been married that long. Yeah. But so, uh, but children gives you more money, so. Yeah, yeah, but not. Ha- I mean, you know, child support is different from you yeah, that, know. That's true. Alimony. So that's true. But uh, so anyway, yeah, and uh, him it being federal charges, there's none of that. Uh, doing half and getting out on good behavior he'll have to do at least 85 percent which yeah. puts him at like 10 years and two months and he will that, that's if he gets the the full 12 so and he will forever be uh, uh labeled as a uh sex offender oh yeah that there's that too yeah and they said that, that thing about him getting better but there's really no so far, they, they say that there's no evidence of that, right? They, right, yeah. The recidivism rate for uh, um, for people uh, with se- se- sexual deviants like that uh, is almost 100%. Right. Uh, I think the only thing you really can do is just, uh, you know, have somebody watch you all the time. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I think he, he, can't, uh, he can't view any kind of porn. Um, uh, anymore, hmm. uh, and he can't. He can't. He can't engage in, uh, I guess, uh, like sex trade or anything like that uh, ever again. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think the only thing you can hope to do is just control your behavior when you when you get out of prison. Right. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. The best best case scenario is that you you won't. Uh commit that crime again but yeah. it doesn't seem as the, the, the drive and the desire and all that stuff that that's curable yeah, yeah. so uh that's that's pretty sad yeah it's pretty sad so have you heard about all these uh reboots there's you know the the uh what do you call it x-files is, is rebooting yeah uh, heroes is on a like a, a partial reboot there uh it's uh it's like a um like a like a mini series or something that they're doing with uh with heroes, I always think that that's just kind of a test in the waters. Yeah, yeah. Like if okay, if it does well, then we'll bring it back in, in its full form. But for now, we're just calling it a, a mini series. Yeah. You know, like but, who are you fooling? Yeah. But I just heard that uh, Fresh Prince is uh yeah that Will Smith's interested in, in and, uh, doing the Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, making a modern version of the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I you know I I I don't know if it'll work. I mean. Because the Fresh Prince came about as a result of, uh, I think Brandon Tartikoff, uh, you know, saw the Will Smith videos. Parents don't understand, and and uh, and and those, and saw what uh, saw the was West Smith the built the uh, Fresh Prince was created as a result of Will Smith's charisma, um, and you know, eventually learned how to be a good actor. Uh, but that's it, it would seem to me to be unlikely that they'll catch lightning in a bottle again unless uh, some some big personality comes along that could fill that void because that's basically what pushed the Fresh Prince uh, was Will Smith's personality mm. uh, yeah I don't know I think um, I think it probably just depends on who signed on to do the project like mm-hmm. who who's writing it who's starring mm-hmm. in it yeah. and all that stuff well, yeah. Uh, 
you know, I wouldn't say, it, you know, I don't think it's going to. Well, I can say I, I, I can say this. I wouldn't be surprised if it works. Um, I don't think that I'll be that into it though. Yeah. Just because I feel like I was. I don't know. It's it's for one thing. It's pretty soon. It's pretty soon. Uh, it's not. It hasn't been that long, so I haven't really had a chance to miss it yet. Yeah, and the reruns are, are still yeah, available. It's, it's, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, they 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 did an article, mm-hmm. and they talked about seven shows that they would rather see uh, rebooted more than Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. And I think most of these shows they chose because of reasons like. The show didn't get a, a, a full run. It was canceled prematurely, or the ending uh, was unsatisfactory. Was right, something something along those lines. So we're going to go over those shows and and see whether you guys agree or not, and then maybe talk about some of the you know what's on the list or what we would add to the list or take off or whatever. So the first one they have is uh, Rock as number one. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember how Rock ended <laughs> <laughs> at all, and it looks like that is that Alexis Fields there in the in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't I, I don't remember, remember her. her. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember her being on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until you said her name, I didn't. I didn't. Re- I you didn't recognize her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, that's yeah, yeah. I don't remember her being on the show, yeah. but uh, yeah, rock star uh, Charles uh, Dutton mm-hmm. and uh, Rocky Carroll. Rocky Carroll. Uh, Ella Joyce, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the guy who played the father. Yeah, he he, he died recently. Okay. Um, yeah, I would, I'll, last couple of years. I the thing I remember about Rock is I I really enjoyed uh, Rocky Carroll. Uh, I, I thought he had a real gift for deadpan, um, uh, deadpan, a deadpan delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he he was the only one on the show that consistently made me laugh. Hmm. And and then the the to me the show. I don't know. I think I think Charles Dutton wanted the show to be more than it was, and so it got real serious. Yeah, it got uh, real heavy, yeah. real heavy-handed, yeah. and very yeah, he very preachy. It did, it yeah. did, and yeah, that I, I believe that was uh, Charles Dutton. Um, yeah, he was an executive producer towards the right, show. and uh, you know he he's the guy who he made some mistakes in his life, and he mm-hmm. he did some time, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a, he seems to be a good dude, yeah. and. Uh, you know, really uh, trying to try hard to redeem himself, mm-hmm. you know, and contribute it, to... Yeah, his heart was in the right place. Right, right, right. Yeah. And as a result, the, the, the show kind of suffered for it because, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it already had a, a very strong uh, kind of a theatrical feel because yeah. uh, all these, all these uh, most of these characters were uh, stage actors. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Ella Joyce was in Fences. Uh, that you and I, well, you and I saw it together. Mm-hmm. She was, she was on there, and yeah, she right. was really good. Right, right, and uh, they, uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, these uh, these same actors had uh, worked together on stage on some mm-hmm. other you know productions. Well, I, th- I think uh, uh, the piano lesson. Um, right, uh, August Char- Wilson's Char- piano Char- lesson. Yeah, Charles Dutton and uh, the guy who played the father. Um, did we did we see the piano lesson together? Uh, probably. Yeah, uh, they they were both they were both in that. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, he should also get credit for doing some things that, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say that he's the first to do this, but in, uh, in recent memory, um, I don't remember anyone else doing the, the, the live, the live thing. 
You uh, know, they did a few of those, and I know that was oh, you know, mean, pushing for that. You mean live uh, live episodes? Live episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it it was more. Uh, they did it a lot. In the, they did it in the fifties, right? But in in mod- in the modern era, it it doesn't happen too right, often. Right, right, right. So yeah, I, I know ER did a live episode, and uh, Drew Carey did mm. uh, did a live episode. They also okay. did an improv episode, which was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, so he was the first one of the modern era that I can recall mm-hmm. that uh, that did that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, ha- I have no clue of yeah, how it yeah, ended. Yeah, because that that had a very theatrical feel to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. it did. Yeah. Uh, the number two, they have Moesha, mm. and I agree with Moesha in the sense that the ending was uh, very dis- dis- dissatisfactory. Mm-hmm. Um, they just left us with a cliffhanger, and it just ended. Mm-hmm. So Miles was, was kidnapped, and we don't know whatever happened to really? him. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah. that's that. Talk about heavy. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, in that sense, uh, I agree. Um, then they, number three, they got girlfriends, mm-hmm. which still boggles my mind. Are they still the the uh, the number one longest black show? God, I don't know. Yeah, they were I, at the at the time, hmm. which uh, it really didn't seem that that they. You know that they they were on that long. Yeah, like. I, I, but I guess that goes to show you that black shows don't usually last <laughs> that long. Yeah, I'll say. Well, uh, no, no, no. The Jeffersons, man. The Jeffersons went on for, for like, uh, uh, fifteen seasons or at least ten seasons. Okay, I'm, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Yeah. So somebody might have been wrong, but. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe. Uh, uh, because I, uh, I, I mean, unless people don't consider the Jeffersons a black show, but it was a black lead, black leads. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying you're you're yeah. wrong. I'm yeah. just saying that I'm pretty sure I, I read that somebody that it was written somewhere that that that's what they said about girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. So and even then, I I you know was like really like it just didn't seem yeah. right. So yeah. I couldn't think of who it was, but it just like I can't be. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, I have no memory of how that ended either i think uh i think tracy Ellis ross and william ended up getting together yeah uh which was a mistake Mm -hmm. they had no chemistry whatsoever (laughs) to me the the show turned into a soap com yeah yeah it kind of did yeah a lot for uh, you know in my observation it seems like a lot of black sitcoms it seems like the creators wanted to do something else (laughs) but sitcom Sitcoms are like the only avenue mm-hmm. for them, so they would incorporate what they really wanted to do. Because uh, like there was a lot of melodrama in in in, in uh, Girlfriends, a lot of melodrama in Rock. Um, well, you know, part of that is too is that black dramas don't have a successful history. Yeah, that which yeah. is which is one of the um, things that's that's why one of the reasons why Empire is such a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, because. Uh, yeah, we we have had tons of comedies mm-hmm. that have been successful. Yeah, but we don't have any dramas. Yeah, we can't get white people to to watch it and take us seriously. Yeah. they only want to laugh at us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, that's that's what I was saying. It's like I think a lot of the creators really wanted to do drama or do something else, and yeah. so they would incorporate it into the sitcom format. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it just to me, it just it it it. God, I love the picture of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they, they coined the term dramedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But uh, but I I think more than the storyline, mm. what took girlfriends down was the 
the discord behind the scenes mm-hmm. with, you know, Jill Marie Jones mm-hmm. and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that is really what put the kibosh to it yeah. earlier than it should have. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, a lot of these casts are just like uh, rock groups or rap mm-hmm. groups or, you know, the music business where you got, you know, the those problems with contracts and egos and stuff it, it goes on in tv too oh yeah and uh, a lot of times it's responsible for taking down these shows earlier than than they should than they should you know uh number four frank's place well that definitely uh, had a premature run yeah that that one that one is probably the uh, the only one on this list that i wouldn't mean i wouldn't mind seeing a uh, uh i wouldn't mind seeing a reboot of this okay uh this one this one to me was like the the one of the few series, mm-hmm. uh, not not just black theme, but one of the few series that a- effectively uh, merged comedy and drama. Um, it was a it was a, I think it was a, a it was a single camera shoot about a, a guy who inherited a a, a, a bistro. A bar? Oh, yeah, a bistro I think in okay. in Louisiana. Okay, and uh, he was kind of like. Uh, uh, um, uh, oh, the guy on Green Acres. What's his name? Uh, oh, um, played played by Eddie Albert. Uh, Oliver Wendell Douglas. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like, kind of like a, a real laid back Oliver Wendell Douglas. There's a lot of stuff going on with these, with these quirky characters going on around him. And he's really? Like, and he's like the signifying. He's like the uh, he's he's like the person that everything revolves around. Right. Now he's not as put upon as Oliver Wendell Douglas, and they're mm. not as wacky as the cast of Green Acres. Right. But I, I think they managed to. Uh, successfully uh, merge uh, the the find the the com- com- comedy in these characters and uh, and uh, the the uh, the drama of their lives so it, it, it was it was one of the best it's one of the best written television shows in the in in uh, television history in, in my in in my opinion wow well hell you got me convinced <laughs> let's, let's reboot uh, Frank's place because I remember I remember mm-hmm. Frank's place, and I, I remember uh, Tim Reed. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it, but that's it. I don't remember any episodes or what it was about or what. What, what uh, time frame are we talking here? Um, it was on the same. It was on against Alf. So whenever, Ooh, wow. So, okay. so whenever that was, I, I, I don't exactly remember when that was. Yeah, I was I was a teenager. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember being upset that people preferred to watch Alf than, uh, than Frank's place. <laughs> uh, but I, I couldn't tell you any episodes or, or whatever. Right? No, no. But I yeah, just, I just remember. I really. Oh, uh, it it won uh, won an Emmy in 1988. Won three include Emmy awards, including outstanding writing in a comedy series. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, this this one next one uh, number five it would be one of my favorites to get a reboot yeah. because uh, I was uh, a big fan of this show. Very it's uh, South Central. Very good show. And, uh, yes, it uh, was uh, created by Ralph Farquhar, mm-hmm. who, uh, after this, was uh, after uh, black people put a kibosh to this. Because, <laughs> you know, black people was like, this was this, and this came out, you know, when Cosby was at its peak, whatever, and everybody was bitching about Cosby wasn't realistic, you know. Uh, so they put a realistic family. They put a realistic family on, and then uh, people were like it's too negative. They too poor. They yeah. too, you know. It's about a family living in the South Central, but it had uh, strong male uh, role models in it. The the woman was a good positive um, female figure. You know, it, it was it was a very good show. Uh, it had star- starring a young Lorenz Tate, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 
this it also had a young uh, Maya Campbell in it before. Uh, that, that was Maya in the house. Yes, she uh, oh. played his love interest. Oh, okay. Uh, the the bougie girl from Ladera. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, he used to catch the bus to try to go see. Mm. And uh, yeah, this show only lasted about a, a season, if ten, that long. Ten episodes. Ten episodes. Yeah. yeah, I would I would love to see this. Uh, um, get a reboot. One of the things I like about South I liked about South Central. And uh, it is the fact that, you know, when they talk about a realistic black show, right. it's, it's just a realistic show because we're, we're talking about yeah. we're talking True. about a single mother mm-hmm. trying to raise basically decent kids yep. Yep. who, you know, they, they don't get into they, they don't get into contrived shenanigans. They, they had very real problems. Right. Uh, and, you know, they, they weren't they weren't poor, but they were they were they they. Was somebody that a lot of people in the country can relate to. So a single mother trying to make ends meet, living paycheck to paycheck. Right. You know, and uh, they, it was yeah, it was. It, I was I was very upset at the time when they took this off the air. Yeah. So so was I, and I remember at the time, um, my my cousin. Shout out to uh, my cousin uh, Lisa Love. Mm-hmm. She worked at CAA at the time. Mm-hmm. Or. Or if it wasn't CAA, she she was uh, somewhere at one of the agencies mm-hmm. in in the business. One of the big agencies, right? One of the big agencies, and she got her hands on the script, mm-hmm. and you know she knew me. You know I wanted to be a director, or whatever. And mm-hmm. whenever she uh, would get a hold of any scripts, she mm-hmm. would uh, send them to send them send them to me. Mm-hmm. And I had to, I got the script of this, and uh, also she uh, um, later on after this didn't. Uh, no, actually, you know what? That's not true. I didn't get the script to this. It wasn't this. She knew I was a big fan of this show mm-hmm. and a fan of Ralph uh, Ralph Farquhar. Far. Mm-hmm. And off the strength of that, mm-hmm. I got to see the script. I got the script of Moesha and got to see the uh, the pilot copy mm-hmm. before it aired. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's yeah. that's what that's what happened. Now Moesha wasn't Mo- Moesha supposed to be South Central light? <laughs> well, that that was you and I. I remember we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. we, we basically, you know, came to the the conclusion that Ralph was like, okay, you know, all you guys bitched about South Central, you guys bitched about the Cosby mm-hmm. Show. All right, here's something in the middle yeah. that you guys should be able to take. And he came up with Moesha, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yeah, you yeah. know, so yeah, it was it was just bland enough, <laughs> <laughs> just bland enough for the American palate. Uh, number six, I don't agree with them on this one. Uh, Out all night. Yeah. From from what I remember about this, this was a horrible show. Yeah. Patty LaBelle, love Patty LaBelle and Vivica when her, when she was young and the young Morris Chestnut still had that hair and Dwayne Martin they had a they had a good cast yeah but the was, show just sucks yeah I can't remember who this little kid is right here uh, he look is that is that look that might be um nah he's too nah nah he he that couldn't be him I was gonna say he looked like one the Maori uh. But oh, no. Taj Mahari? Yeah, but that's too long he ago. He does look like Taj Mahari. He does, but that can't be him. Because Taj, Ma- Taj Mahari, would, that, that would well, make well, him older than his sisters, oh, practically. Okay. So, yeah, because this show was on before Smart Guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah, they were still little girls when they were making. Uh, right. So, he, yeah, because, yeah, Smart Guy only came, came after this, and he's only a few years older than that, you know, than, than, or younger than that here. So, that can't be him. But anyway, and I don't know who this white guy is. But yeah, I just remember this was it was about was about Patty Labelle on the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there was a rapper on that show, and I, I'm trying to remember his name, like Special K or uh, no, that wasn't his name. It was it was a pun on on, on some. Um, Actually, I take that back. I think it was the cast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm, I'm looking at all these people. I'm like, you know what? They, they're not that. You know, these people are very. They they need the right part. Mm-hmm. They're 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 not rangy actors. Yeah, these well, people, this group here, they're I'll not rangy. Like, I'll agree with you there. They're not rangy. Yeah. You know, uh, if they're cast properly, they're good. But they're not. They're not rangy. Uh, all of these people have been in horrible things I, I, and been horrible in think, things. <laughs> I, I think the rapper that I was thinking of is Def Jeff. I think he was in this too. He was had a recor- recurring role. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I definitely don't remember that. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, but no, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, um, uh, Morris Chestnut can should do stuff where he just smiles and looks pretty. <laughs> And uh, Vivica so Fox. overrated. Vivica Fox too. Yeah, uh, yeah, she, she, and, yeah, she, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty much pleasant, pleasant-looking people who are limited as as performers. Right, like, right. Know, wish they acted as good as Patti LaBelle sang. Right, exactly. <laughs> and Patti's good at like you know uh, playing the mother, yeah, which is kind of what she was doing in this, yeah, in this show, you know. And uh, I think she did her part all right, but the, this cast was pretty weak. And then uh, throw in some weak scripts, then it's just a recipe for uh, failure right here. Oh, yeah, there's several musical guests, including Boys to Men, Bobby Brown, TLC, and Gladys Knight. Yeah, it looks like they were relying on that to, yeah. to, to instead of putting that the work in to making it a good show. Mm-hmm. They was trying to... Uh... <laughs> Wait, what? Rihanna? Huh? No, they're they're talking about imagine if it was rebooted. Oh, yeah, okay. These these, uh, these would be the people. That, that would, would no, that would no. Yeah, they the, said the, something about Jackie Harry as the uh, as the club owner. Yeah, uh, oh. yeah. That's that's them. Uh, re, re, uh, that's them trying to sell the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we disagree. <laughs> yeah, no. The well, they, Shiznit show gives uh, that that uh, reboot uh, uh, the thumbs down uh, for sure. That's mm-hmm. the. Uh, Yep. <laughs> That's the first one I definitely give a thumbs down to for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, my brother and me. No memory of this whatsoever. Okay, that makes two of us. <laughs> okay. So that's number seven. So we'll move right on. <laughs> I have no memory of that show. I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, no well, wonder. It was, it was a Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon show. show. So it wasn't even on real television. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let me ask you this, man. Is there anything on the list that uh, I'm not, no, 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 no. Is there anything that wasn't on the list that you would put on that you would like to see rebooted? As, as far as black shows go. Yeah, black shows, uh-huh. Um, the only show I could, I could think of, uh, no. The only show that I can think of off the top of my head, and it's not really a black show, mm-hmm. but it's The Wire. Okay, but I, I think the closest. Yeah, that. but but I you know the wire is very specific to a specific time and place, and uh, to me it, I, I just think if they rebooted that they would ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. the I'm so paranoid about the wire, and we talked about this before. Like the first season of the wire, after the first season of the wire, I was panicking because I'm like. What, what can they do? What are they going to do next? It's called the wire. Where can they go from here? Yeah, I was like, they're just going to fuck it up, man. Just let it in now. I was scared, dude. I would go to I would go to bed in a cold sweat, man. What are they going to do with the wire? Yeah, he's not lying. They can't make the wire any better. No, you can't make a television show better than this. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I don't have one. I'm yeah. not a big fan of reboots. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I like the the Frank's Place idea in the South Central, and other than that, yeah. uh, and I don't have anything to add. And, yeah. and most of the ones on this list, I could definitely do without. Yeah. So, um, I, I w- rather than a reboot, I would like just a wrap up of like I don't know if it's possible now because everybody's so old. Yeah. But I would like I would have liked to have had a wrap up of uh, Moesha. Yeah. You know, but it's too late now. Yeah. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Like uh, the kid was taken by aliens. Yeah, he comes back, you know, 32 years old. <laughs> Turns out he's black Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, not a big fan of the reboots. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they, they almost never work. Um, you know, at best, you could make a movie that, that uh, kind of kind of uh ties all the loose ends up mm-hmm. but even then you know the the creative team behind what was good about it they, they've moved on in their lives and they sometimes they don't really have anything more to say right which is why they ended it to begin with yeah yeah and the ones that were canceled they were canceled for a reason uh, that is true yeah that is true so hmm. <laughs> my brother you ever it's, it's like when you uh, for me when I look on the internet and I see something that's uh, where people wax nostalgic about something in Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and they talk about their childhood and I'm like man I've never even heard of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know our audience is surprised that I haven't heard of something but, uh, <laughs> but uh, man I was just like my brother and me man it's like well I don't I don't think Nickelodeon really started putting out legitimate programming until mm-hmm. after our you oh know, yeah, yeah, you know, after us. So yeah. that's that's why we, yeah, well, you know, I don't even think Nickelodeon existed until after we were adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, young, like, young adult, young adult, young adult. Yeah. But, uh, but we were out of that demographic. Right, right, right. Yeah, and even still now, most of their stuff is is very crappy. <laughs> every every now and then, there's one, you know, a show on there or whatever that's, yeah. you know, that, that's so raving or you know something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, most of that stuff is really crappy. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, our average guy question of the week. All right, Charlie Bell usually reads, but she's not here. So you want to you want to take this, D? Sure. All right. Uh, Francine TJ asked, <clears throat> "I've been with my boyfriend for two years." We've been living together for a little under a year. I have a 17-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old daughter. He has a 17-year-old son that lives with us and a 16-year-old daughter that lives with her mom. (laughs) To make a long story short, my 17-year-old daughter and his 17-year-old son have been messing around, and it's been going on. Even though they're not blood-related and we're not married yet, technically they're brother and sister. How do I approach this going forward, and what do you make of all this? Well, first of all, I disagree. They're not technically brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> they're they're not brother and sister in any form yeah. or any shape. I yeah. mean, the uh, the fact that you guys decide to shack up and throw them in this uh, situation like yeah. a family yeah. uh, doesn't make them, you know, and uh, at this age, yeah. technically they're not brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're technically not brother and sister. They're literally not brother and sister. They're not brother and sister. By any means. However, I can understand it being problematic to have two uh, teenagers messing around in the same house. Yeah. Because in a minute, you guys would be grandparents. <laughs> uh, 
And then technically, yeah. you will have. <laughs> if they're twins, technically, those twins will be brother and sister. So, uh, well, first I have to say, you guys really didn't think this through. Uh, you guys have been living together two years, and you're not married, and you're putting these teenagers with raging hormones mm-hmm. together in this in this situation mm-hmm. and uh, expecting them to act as though they're siblings yeah. when they're not. You're trying to create a, create a relationship that doesn't exist. Right. And uh, you kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, what do you have to do? I think... Uh, I don't know what you can do. Uh, you can you can watch them like hawks to make sure that they don't uh, have sex in your house. But there are millions of other places to have sex other than one's house, as we all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and get married, and then they would be brother and sister legally, uh, stepbrother and sister, but that's not going to change the way they feel. Yeah. You know, and they haven't been brother and sister for two years. Uh, you guys can break up, mm-hmm. or you can get different domiciles. <laughs> you can stop shacking up. Yeah, uh, those are pretty much your choices. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you decide which one you want to take. I'm not. I don't have any recommendations yeah. because I, I feel like you kind of fucked up and didn't think this all the way through, and you're kind of in a, in a tough spot here. Uh, I don't know the. Uh, first of all, you have to you have to not look at it like it's gross because it's not. They're yeah. they they're no relation at all. Yeah, it's not their fault that they're in this situation. Or, well, I, I wouldn't say that. I would I say. It, well, they're attracted to each other. Right, right. Uh, there's no there's no genetic tie to them. None. Uh, and uh, quite frankly, nature's just taking its course. Yes. Um. If you guys moved apart, they still will feel the same way about each other. And they probably, yeah, depending on how how much that they're into each other, that may not even be enough at this point. Yeah. Uh, so basically, all I would say is live with it. Yeah. Uh, you can set rules for your house, which it appears that that's too late. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, you know, try to enforce those rules and and also make sure that they they don't have unprotected sex so that they don't make you guys. Uh, grandparents before you know, and then you guys need to decide whether if you guys are gonna fucking get married or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, get married or get off the pot. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, boy, you guys, uh, ooh, what a tangle web we weave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> uh, this never happened on the Brady Bunch. No, it didn't. <laughs> Mike and Carol never had to do this. That's because Mike was smart and wiped her up really fast. <laughs> He wiped her up with a quickness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they had they had a chance. Yeah, the shenanigans went off off the set. Not yeah. only that, mm-hmm. he he did. They they managed to get together at an age that the kids are you know were they was pre they were prepubescent. Yeah, so they had a chance to form uh, uh, familial bonds. Yeah, that where they would you know where uh, they wouldn't want to be together. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. It's like basically these kids haven't formed any familial bonds, so it's just a it's just a uh, one teenage, two one teenage. hot teenager looking at another hot teenager, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out where they can get together and get it on. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm actually right now. I'm very angry at my mother uh, for not shacking up with some dude with a hot, with a hot, uh, with a hot teenage daughter. Uh, I know she's not listening, but mom, you screwed up royally. If if you played your cards right, you'd have grandchildren by now. Just wanna play the 
<laughs> yeah, man. In house, that would have been nice. What teenager wouldn't have liked that? You know. Anyway, uh, all right. So with that, uh, I want to go ahead and give a couple of shout outs before we get out of here. Oh. No, go ahead. Can can I give a shout out? Yeah, of course. Uh, I want to wish a happy birthday to uh, one of our listeners, uh, Sanja P. Happy birthday, yeah. young lady. All right, Sanja, happy birthday. Yeah, she's a big Shiznit fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our, our newest listeners who is super supportive. Uh, I call her Peaches. Mm-hmm. So um, shout out to Peaches. She's on Twitter. If you want to follow her on Twitter or tweet at her, you can find her at um, at Lottery Queen. At Lottery Queen. That's uh, that's Peaches. Uh, she's cool. She she discovered us by listening to. Uh, she's a, a Moody fan, Mr. Moody, Mr. Moody's Neighborhood, and she was listening to the show that I did with Jay Mayo, that uh, and and Mr. Moody that recently reran. And uh, then she started following us from there, and she's been, like, really supportive and everything. So give a special shout-out to her. Um, shout-out to some of our other super fans, um, Chaz Samuel Jr. Uh, get, get well soon, brother. He's been, uh, been other than the weather, fighting the flu and uh, taking his son around country to getting him ready for college and everything and had to do it uh, while sick. Otherwise, we would have got a chance to to meet up with him. He uh, came through L.A. on his way back home to Hawaii, and uh, but he was so sick he he stayed locked up in his uh, in his hotel room, and we didn't get to link up with him. So uh, hopefully, the next time he's in town, we will get a chance to meet him. And thanks again for all the hard work that you do on our on our fan page. Really appreciate it. Um, a shout out to uh, my man LL and his. His uh, beautiful wife, uh, Felicia Alima. Come to find out, all this time that LL has been listening to the show and everything, come to find out his wife is an Australian R&B star. (laughs) And, like, he never mentioned it. And the only reason why I found out is because... uh, you know, she she um, his wife. When I didn't at this, at this time, I didn't know that she was his wife. Uh, I just saw this like you know, somebody liked the show or whatever, or an episode, and I went to see who it was, and I was like, wow, this who is this? She's beautiful. This who's this beautiful woman liking the show? <laughs> like she just be like she must be somebody or something. I'm like, and from the picture, it looked like you know, it didn't look like a regular picture, like a poster or something. And I clicked on it and. So Felicia Lima, and I Googled her and started looking. I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. And start seeing all these awards that she's won and all this and all that. And she's done collabs with uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, wow, who is this lady? How she know about my show? Whatever. And so then I go to her Twitter page and I see that uh, LL is a, a mutual friend. I'm like, oh, he knows about. I wonder if she learned about the show from him. And I was like, how do you know this? Uh, this Felicia Alima, man, this, she's, man, I'm in love with her. She's gorgeous. <laughs> he's like, so am I. He's like, he's like, yeah, that's my babe or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but still, like, you know, I'm thinking, like, you know, like how Mariah Carey's my babe. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not for real. Right, right. <laughs> and so I'm like, wait, that's your wife? He's like, yeah, that's the Kango lady. Oh. He's like, that's who, I, that's who the one that says you pronounce it with the L. Like, I'm like, <laughs> 
Oh man! Well, that explains like, that. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right, she's from like Australia, Australia or yeah. New Zealand or something. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. That explains that. And so I'm like, wow. And so you know, we'll start chop. So she's going to come on the show at some point, late, maybe later on this year, or early next year. But uh, shout out to them for holding it down over there in Australia for us. <clears throat> and I can't believe it. All this time, he's got this this hot R&B uh, star wife, and uh, he never mentioned it. Man, nigga, if that was my wife, everybody would know. They're going to be walking around with T-shirts with you know a picture. You know Exactly. This is my wife. <laughs> I'd have that, those, those T-shirts like, I'm with her. Property of Dino Red. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, they, they are super cool. Uh, so big ups to you guys. And shout out to our girl Tara Lynn and her um, blog, Digging Discography. Uh, one of the best music blogs on the web. You guys get a chance. You want to go by and read about it. She is all knowledgeable. She is a uh, she is a music whiz, especially when it comes to Prince. She's a Prince savant. Oh, <laughs> oh, I want to be her lover. Yeah, man. She's uh, and uh, her shout out to her mom, Miss Honeyflower. And uh, hope you guys are doing well. I haven't heard from you in a while, so much love and love out to you guys. And uh, with that, for uh, the invisible, absent Charlie Bell, and for uh, Damon the Weasel Stanifer, uh we'll see you guys next week. Holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been... You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.